Hey, hey, friends. Welcome to another episode of Priorities on Purpose. It's your girl, Melissa Bat. Listen, I want to give you a little bit more from that Rise 22 event. I know that you loved the first section that I shared. And so I'm going to give you a little bit more of that. And then, of course, let me know. Do you want me to host one of these again? I know next year in 2024, we are going to have a live event and it's going to be amazing. It's called the Breakthrough Event. You can go to my website and get on the wait list now for it because tickets will be going on sale soon. But first things first, I have got to focus on getting this house sold, right? <laughs> my brain, like, does anyone else compartmentalize things? Because I can only focus on like one big thing at a time or it's a coping mechanism, I know, but I'm a mess. Uh, I'm not a mess because I compartmentalize. I guess that's what I should say. All right. So listen in. Let me know what you think. I'm so excited for you to hear from these women who have such powerful testimonies and really just share what was on their heart and served the women that were inside the Real Talk Tribe community. Hey there, I'm Melissa Bat, the host of Priorities on Purpose a podcast for overwhelmed direct sellers who want to grow their income, audience, and influence without sacrificing their mental health and main priorities. Whether you're just starting a new adventure or you're 15 years in and have already climbed the ranks, I want to help you have the life and the business of your dreams. Can you see it? Can you feel it? Or maybe you thought you had it and something changed. Whether you have your entire dream mapped out or have completely given up on all the possibilities, I'm here to remind you that God is bigger than the little box we put him in. This side gig is part of his plan. It's not your sole purpose, but it absolutely has purpose. As a Christian life and business coach, I'm here to help you get out of your head and live with intention so you can enjoy what matters most without the guilt. More time to do what you love, more peace, more impact, more money, and opportunities to give to those you wanna help. I promise to be your hype girl, business bestie, and biggest cheerleader as I share proven and simple strategies that will be sure to help you live a fulfilled life with a strong, sustainable business. Are you ready to stop chasing all the shiny things and get laser focused? Put your earbuds in while you're cooking dinner or folding that laundry and let's get to it, friend. This is one time when multitasking is actually going to be beneficial. Hi, my name is Abby, and it's my heart today that I can share with you a little bit of my story and hopefully encourage you if you're someone that struggles with anxiety or depression. Um, looking on my life, I've never been someone that you would think struggles with anxiety or depression. I'm a very outgoing person. I'm a very loud person. I lead worship at my church. Um, I like to cut up and laugh, and you just would never think that I'm someone that struggles with that from the outside looking in. But about three or four years ago, I think the devil thought that if he couldn't get me any other way, then he would use my mind. And so I began to get really overwhelmed with this heavy feeling of anxiety. And when I say anxiety, I don't mean like, oh, a little bit nervous. I mean, I would have to pull over in my car because I was hyperventilating, couldn't breathe and crying uncontrollably because I got this random feeling that things were just not okay and that I was gonna die. I was having multiple panic attacks a week. I was so anxious and nervous about anything. I could never be consoled. It was always, oh, this could happen. Oh, that could happen. I mean, just a heavy, heavy fear. And so then, of course, along with that came depression. And I began to get in this place of solitude and loneliness and this deep, dark hole of just sadness. And so then, of course, suicidal thoughts came into play because 
that's the devil's ultimate goal. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And so if he can get you in that place where he makes you feel like it's better to not be here, you better bet he will. And so I found myself in this place and I was talking to my dad one night and I was like, you know what? I just don't want to be here. And he began to speak over my life and remind me the things that the Lord says about me. Remind me that I'm loved. Remind me that I'm worthy. And so the next day, I was in my living room and I was at my piano and I was worshiping and I was just having a moment with God. And I began to speak these things over my life. I began to say, you know what? My Bible tells me to cast my anxiety on you for you care for me. My Bible tells me that you have plans to prosper me and not to harm me and to give me a hope and a future. My Bible tells me that if I draw near to you, you'll draw near to me. So God, right now, right here, I'm reaching out to you and I'm asking you to heal me. And it wasn't until that moment that I realized that whatever I needed was so readily available to me. It literally just counted on me reaching out. And so I want to remind you of a story in Luke 8, and it's in verses 43 through 48. And I'm just going to paraphrase it for you, but it's about the woman with the issue of blood. And she had a problem with bleeding for 12 years. Nobody could help her. Nobody could fix her. And she found herself in a place where she saw Jesus doing all these amazing miracles for other people. And so she decided she was going to reach out and touch him and be healed. And she did just that. She touched his garment and she was healed right then and there. And so I want to encourage you right now. And I want to speak to you if you're someone that's struggling with anxiety or depression. All it takes is a garment moment where you say, Jesus, here I am. I'm reaching out to you and I'm asking that you will heal me because he will. You are loved, you are cared for, and you are worth more than you could ever imagine. And so I hope that this event helps you. I hope this helped you. And I just want to remind you today that you can reach out because he is always readily available to you. Hi, friends. My name is Rebecca Shepard Kane, and I'm honored and excited to share with you guys a little bit of my story today. I am the single mom of an 11-year-old boy. He's a middle schooler this year. His name is Kaysen, and he's the absolute joy of my life. I am a top-level leader in a direct selling company. I've been in the direct selling industry for about 13 years now. I am also a worship leader at my church, and I'm on staff there as the guest services director. I'm a personal trainer a nutrition coach, and I'm also in the process of starting my own business right now. So needless to say, I'm a little bit busy these days, as I'm sure many of you are. I'm sure all of us are. And so I really appreciate the time that you have carved out to invest in yourself to attend this conference. I hope that something that you hear from one of us will make your life a little bit better, give you some hope, give you some light. So I want to talk to you guys today from the perspective of identity. I know that this is something that we hear a lot about, but I want to share a little bit of my story around this topic. And I will tell you that this is a story that is still, even at almost 40 years old, painful to share. When I was about 11 years old, I just started middle school. So I think about the fact that I was just about the age of my son right now. I was on a church trip. I grew up in the church. My dad was a preacher. And so I was automatically signed up for all the things. So I went on every retreat. I went to every camp. I was at pretty much every service. It was, you know, the doors were open. We were there. So on this particular trip, we were going on a retreat. It's the first trip that I'd ever been on. First church trip I'd ever been. First time I'd ever been going somewhere. My family wasn't going. And we got to the host home um, pretty late. There had been some bus trouble. And so we'd gotten there later than anticipated. And so basically, we sat down. We had dinner with them. It was a late dinner. And then we 
pretty much went to bed shortly after that. I remember getting up about 30 minutes later to use the restroom, as I always do even to this day. And I heard the woman say to her daughter, I think she was probably about college-age daughter, she said, oh, the little one, she talks too much. She is just too much. And they laughed at my expense and they made fun of me. And I remember at 11 years old, being given the message and it sunk deep into my soul that who I was wasn't right. It was not quite right. It was too much. And so I began this journey throughout my life of feeling a little too much and sometimes not enough. But I never could feel secure and happy in the person that God made me to be. And so this led to so many different moments in my life where this message was reiterated to me. And it was a lie that I began to just believe. And then I would have an experience and it would just cement that belief. And it wasn't until a few years ago that I really started to challenge, am I too much? Am I not enough? Or am I just the way that God made me? And that's beautiful. So I want to share with you guys a scripture from my Bible. And this is the Bible that, you guys, I believe that I had even at that age. This Bible is like falling apart, okay? So this is how cool this Bible is. But I wanted to go back to the original translation that I read. It's the New International Version. And it's Psalm 139, 14. And I underlined it back then. Wish I had had the maturity to understand what this scripture was telling me way back when. But it's 139, 14, and it says, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame, my little frame, the little one, was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me everything that I would encounter, the good, the bad, the trauma, the betrayal, were written in your book. Before one of them came to be, everything that I have ever faced has passed through his hands, his knowledge. He knew that I would be exactly who I was. Too much for some people, too little for others. But to God, I was just right. He formed me. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. And when I awake, I am still with you. And so I thought about this. I've thought about this so much over the last few years. And I've started to begin to understand that the way that God made me was no mistake. And the way that God made you is no mistake. The things that you are passionate about were not by accident. It's by design. And so maybe you're walking through a season right now where you just are, you're lost. You're like, God, am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Is this the business for me? Is this the project for me? I don't like the season of my life. Whatever it may be, whatever season of life that you may be in, 
maybe you know that God calls you to something and it's gotten hard and it's difficult and you're starting to wonder and question like, was this a mistake? Were you, did you not call me to this? Did you not tell me that this is where I'm supposed to be? This is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is who I'm supposed to be with. But I want to challenge you that God doesn't make mistakes. He knew exactly who you were, what you would be doing long before you even took your first step. One of the other verses that's really helped me along this journey is the 23rd Psalm. And I know that you guys are probably thinking, well, wow, that's not profound. I've repeated that one so many times and so have I. But what's really stood out to me is, is that God talks about in the 23rd Psalm, David, I should say, David talks about how God leads him by the still waters. He makes him lie down in those times. And then he also walks them through the darkest valleys. So maybe you're in a season right now where you feel like you're in the darkest valley. You know, in what some translations we read it as the valley of the shadow of death. And I think so many of us think, oh yeah, he leads me on the death march. But he leads me all the way to death. No, no, no. He leads me in the darkest places, in the darkest valleys. We're experiencing those. If you haven't experienced one lately, one's coming. And if you're in one, it's going to end. Okay? I just want to give that quick reminder. But it says that he walks us through those dark valleys. And I think so many times in my life when I've gotten into those dark valleys where I started questioning, like, man, I'm just not cut out for this. I'm not enough for this journey. I'm not enough to be in this role. I'm not equipped. It says that we keep walking through those darkest valleys. How many times have you laid down in the dark valleys and stayed there? Maybe you find yourself in a valley right now and you've laid down in it. And I think back over times in my life where I laid down in those valleys, I can think of a particular season of my life when my husband had left me and my two and a half year old and he traded me in for a newer model. And I spent years in the valley. I didn't know how to stand up. I forgot that God walks me through those valleys. And I laid down in that valley for several years and I lost every bit of spark, every bit of joy that I knew that God had put in me. And then one day I got up and I started walking back, started walking back with Jesus. I was like, okay, we got to get out this valley. But I can tell you that even when I've chosen to stand up and walk in those dark places and get out of them and then go lie down in the green pastures that we walk along a little farther and we're back in a valley again, I'm not here to tell you that you are going to just come into this place and this space where you're where you remember your identity and you remember that you were fearfully and wonderfully made, that you remember that God made you exactly as you need to be and that everything magically works out because that's not what happens. That's not what happens, friends. It just allows us to walk through those valleys a little better. It allows us to walk through those valleys with hope in knowing that we walk with the shepherd. That verse starts off, the Lord is my shepherd. I want for nothing. And when I think about that picture of the Lord being my shepherd, I realize 
that makes me a she. And I don't know where to keep walking and I don't know where to lie down. I lie down in the, in the places I should be walking through. And I walk through the places I should lie down through. And so what I want you to get from this today is that if you find yourself in a deep, dark valley and you have laid down there, I want to remind you that you were fearfully and wonderfully made by the shepherd. That the author of Psalms knew this, and yet he still had so many seasons where he just walked away. He didn't trust. He got off the path. He started operating in his own humanity and disaster happened. That man was laying down in some valleys and he was marching forward in places where he was supposed to rest. And I love that these two scriptures that have encouraged me so much were written by the man, David, who God says is the man after his own heart. But if we look at the Psalms and we look at what has happened in that man's life, this is the man who saw a woman bathing on a rooftop, sent her husband off to war to have him killed so he could have her as his own. And God said, this was the man after his own heart. And he didn't make a mistake in that. I know that sometimes we might look at David's path and David's journey, but I realize that God called David to something greater. And he knew, he knew all the days that were ordained for David. He knew them before it happened. And he still said, this is the man after my own heart. So friends, God has called you to something. You are a woman after God's own heart. And so if you find yourself in a valley right now, I want to encourage you to keep walking. I want to encourage you to allow God to be your shepherd. I want to encourage you that when you go off and you get stuck in the bushes, that you would let him guide you back to your path and to your purpose and to fully know that what God has planned for you is greater than anything you could have ever had planned for yourself. And that our job as sheep is simply to trust the shepherd is simply to trust him when he says, it is time to lay down and rest. And we trust him when he says, it is time to keep walking, that everything around you may look terrifying. Don't look around, trust me and keep walking. I hope that somewhere in this, you found some inspiration. Thank you again for just letting me share a little bit of what I've been wrestling with in my own journey. And ladies, I just pray that whatever you are doing in your lives, that you would know that you are made for this, that you are called to this, and that you can trust God with your journey. I hope you guys have a great day. Hey, friends, that's it for this episode. If you found value, I would love it if you could take a couple of seconds and leave me a quick review. While it may seem super simple, it is so beneficial and gives me the opportunity to help more women. Also, take a screenshot and share it on social media with your biggest aha today. Don't forget to tag me at Melissa Bad Official so we can connect. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, friend, keep walking it out one baby step at a time because God's got you.